guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. I can't believe this is real. They're working again right outside the door. They're putting um, railing out, which I'm sure is going to look great, but horribly inconvenient. Real kicking my dick right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, where's our blankie? Oh my God. Where is our blankie? I don't know, but my feet Did have we never have it felt last more time? exposed. <laughs> oh, I see it. I see Where it. is it? It's over by the plant that's trying to escape. <gasps> Escaped? Escaped. Oh, yeah. Can I get it? I used it for decoration. I'll get it. Oh, okay. I just like it to touch me. I okay. Softly. I feel that. What's up? Oh. Oh. What's up, up everyone? everyone? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why are we so bad at that right now? I don't know. Anyway. I don't feel right about a lot of things in my life. Are you just stressed right now because they're banging on and they're banging on the doorway? Please stop. <laughs> it's, it's them. <laughs> it's not the time. Yeah, it's definitely not the time. Uh, I've been waiting for so long for you to tell me the things. <gasps> yes. Ha! I remembered. I remember. You know um, how fucking frustrating it is to be like, I don't know, <laughs> on a Monday maybe, and I know we don't record until today's Thursday, but sometimes it's Fridays, and Jerry be like, remind me to tell you this on the podcast. I'm like, that's so very fucking far away, <laughs> and I want to hear about it right now, because I'm I, very impatient. I always say that to her because I know she'll remind me, and if she doesn't, I'll I forget. do, because I won't stop thinking about it <laughs> until we record. I plant that seed. I know. I know. Okay, so before we do though, yeah, maybe we talk about what's happening tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight's it's- the night we make birthday cake. Woo! Honey, you and I sing it, sister. We're 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 not- gonna fucking make a birthday. <laughs> we're not gonna make the cake. It's already made, but we are gonna decorate it blindfolded. Blindfolded. Uh, so we got some other games. Moment dot co. I'm gonna do that over. <laughs> Moment.co slash ladies and tangents. We're going to have a live show. It's a virtual live show. So you anywhere in the world, anywhere. Yes. You can come. And if you're saying, oh my God, I have something to do that night, July 11th, today, tonight. <laughs> that's okay. Because or if you're listening to this not on July 11th and you're like, oh fuck, I missed it. You can still get it. You can. You won't so, be able to watch it live necessarily. Or but like interact. But all of it will still be there. Yes, and so you'll, have you'll access, still be able to see the show. You'll have access to it for two weeks, I believe. And yeah. you'll still be able to get some of the exclusive merchy merch. Did we have a silly goofy time? I bet we did. Uh, we're I bet, gonna. I bet we were drinking because it's our birthdays and mm-hmm. that's a celebration. And I We're treating our, our birthdays like the how everyone else treats the 4th of July. And we're <sighs> going to be celebrating it for way longer than we should. I'm letting off so many fucking fires. <laughs> Honestly, there were so many. Why were there so- too it's many enough. this year? It's enough. Too many. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get it. When fucking 4th of July is on like a Tuesday oh, I or a Wednesday. It, it literally lasts all goddamn. And people mm-hmm. are doing shit for America, it. America, ne- America, America. Make America, America again. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's what I say. It's very, I, I can't stand it, mm-hmm. to be honest, because I'll, I'll be for real with you. I, as an overstimulated girly, um, <laughs> I hate fireworks. Like, I actually had a kind of a, a breakdown the night that we had, like, the big town fireworks yes. here. And I was like, I can't. It's, it's beautiful. Here's a weird thing about me that I didn't know mm-hmm. until this year, because I've already got a lot going on and life is crazy. And mm-hmm. so I'm already overstimulated. And then that happened. I don't like when people talk during fireworks. What are we doing? Why are you talking? Yeah. Shut up. 
it's already loud and then people are like yeah these are really good ones this year guys am i right oh that one was really loud stop i can't yes and it when everyone is why. supposed to be focusing on one thing yeah. and people are having other conversations oh, it's because like because my adhd has to hone in on those and i'm yes. like i'm trying to be present in the moment my kids are here so it was head on my chest and i was covering your ears it was so cute she was loving it mm -hmm. but at the same time they were like people talking over here that i'm like well i'm well i'm invested in this now <laughs> and so i guess fuck these fireworks yep. in this sweet moment with my daughter yeah. is that a me problem sure well it's a me problem every time i go to a restaurant that's what i know what? oh because because i'm constantly <laughs> eavesdropping on everyone's conversation which is why i ended up yelling at that man over sushi <laughs> but as you should can i tell you what happened today as well before i tell you about the other things yeah so um Ollie and I went to the dentist this morning. No cavities for either of us. Woo Woo! I, thought, I thought about all of you guys um, when I was there because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I went so long without going to the dentist and I felt so ashamed. And these people are so kind to me. They are so nice. They are the nicest people ever. And all I kept thinking is like, if you are still on the fence about going to some kind of a doctor of some kind, either for your eyes, your teeth, your body, like your your vagina i don't know your, your vagina teeth yeah <laughs> uh, who am i to judge don't let the fear of them being dicks to you make you make your life harder to live it's truly because there's honestly not a lot of things that are worse than tooth pain yes. i just i just dealt with it with the some kind of abscess or something happening over here and it mm -hmm. made my mouth all puffy and then i anyways nothing worse than that it's mm -hmm. fucking terrible mm -hmm. and it, something that's not it doesn't have to happen right it can be an easy fix yes. that's what drives me nuts when i went in for mine they were like oh you just have a cracked filling boop we just have to fill yeah. it what i know i could it was so easy i literally it, now i understand also Insurance finances and, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that totally is a fucking bitch but but there are also places that that you could work well, with you yes uh, because when i was poor 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 <laughs> I was still able to get work done. Now, did yeah. I have to travel to yes. a place to get it? Yeah. So it was definitely more inconvenient. Yeah. But um, doable. Yes. Available. And I, I was happy I did because I went like 10 years. I'm not no shame to anybody. I'm not being like, go to the dentist. I went like 10 fucking years. Yeah. And then I got gum disease. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to go a lot and freaking get that figured out. <laughs> and it's not as fun. So if you get it taken care of now, you don't have to do it in yeah. 10 years when you have gum disease. <laughs> So, Dennis. in between my my session and Ollie's appointment, I guess it's not a session. I'm gonna give you a teeth session. So, in between, <laughs> I was like, "Can we can, can we use your restroom?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's right around the corner." They so have a beautiful restroom. They do have a beautiful yeah. restroom. The whole place is beautiful. Yeah. So I said, "Ollie, do you need to use the restroom?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "That's probably best." And so we go in there, and I'm like, "Wait, I'm gonna pee first because yeah. I have to pee." Mm -hmm. And he goes, "No, me." So he goes, he pees, and then he's like, all right, your turn. And I'm like, thank you. And so I start to go, and he goes, did you pee your pants? And I said, no. And he goes, great job. Great job. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Thank I you. don't love that you tested me like that, but thank you for the because praise. Th there was a 50-50 yeah. that I could have. Oh, I know. And I've been around you when you really have to go. Highly likely. <laughs> I did the other day. I just peed my pants the other day. We got back from a walk, and I'm like, I really got to go. And I didn't even realize it was just coming out of yep. me. You're like, oh, I know, good. pelvic floor specialist. Blah, blah, blah. Um, all right, so now I'm going to tell you what about- What happened in therapy? 
I'm trying to decide. Do you want therapy? I'm going to give you the Starbucks story first. Oh, I forgot about the Starbucks story. Because the Starbucks story is shorter and doesn't have as big of a punchline, but it does emphasize how stupid I am. Okay, okay? I love those. Because you know how they talk to you at Starbucks and like you're I'm never a baby deer and I love it. You're not you're never anticipating what they're about to say. They're just <gasps> like talking to you at the window and you're like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, yes. Blah, blah, blah. This person looks at me and she <laughs> she says, "We got nugget ice." what oh they do and i said i love their ice i'll be the judge of that (laughs) (laughs) my sister sam was with me and she's like be the judge of what what?" does that mean (laughs) whether they have it or not they do and i was like i i meant whether it was good or not (laughs) but i didn't say that all i said is i was going to be the judge of whether hey you trying to gaslight me you fucking bitch i'll figure you out oh boy will i'll be the judge of whether or not you have nugget ice She's like, we have it, and we've eaten it in the back, and it's so good. And I was like, okay. it is. Really That's good. what I'll be the judge of. That's what I meant. <laughs> it was really good ice. I do love their new nut. New nice? Do you new eat nice it? Ice. No. I just, I like the way it jingles in my cup. <laughs> I like, I do a swishy with my drink when I'm, uh, when I have my ice okay. drinking. And I like when I can, okay. and it makes it, it, it just feels nice in my hand. Does it? It feels like more ice to me. Yes. And so I don't like it. Oh. Because then like, there's less drink. Mm, I would like a really cold drink, though. Just order a bigger <laughs> drink. You order a grande, order a venti. It's fine. I don't want it. <laughs> we don't have to ice. drink it all. What? But also more drink. Is it? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know the proportions of that. So anyway, that Not was my... mixologist. <laughs> that was my Starbucks story for you. Okay. Now, here's the big daddy story, okay? Okay. Shane and I are in therapy. And one of the, one of the things we were talking about is how when, if you came to Buffalo or Pittsburgh, and I think I mentioned it last week, our car was towed in Seattle. That was one of the, the numerous things that went wrong while we were there. And tensions were high. Mm-hmm. Tensions were high, mm-hmm. okay? We get back and we have one day before we then have to leave to go on tour. Yeah, which was my birthday. <laughs> Tensions are still fucking high. Yeah. Okay. And so Shane and I get into a tiff and he's like, I want to, I, let's shelf this for therapy. We have therapy next Monday. And I go, no, no, I don't want it on the shelf. I you can keep refuse. it on your shelf. I'm putting it in the trash. That's not for me. <laughs> We're not doing this. Yeah. And he was like. Mm, I think that's not how that works. And I'm like, I'm having a fit right now. <laughs> I don't get, I don't, and you came to my house. I don't want anything on any shelves. No, and the reason. Like, I put it in the garbage disposal. <laughs> I'll be in Sierra's hot <laughs> See ya. See ya never. See ya later. <laughs> that is how I felt. Okay. I so in therapy, I bring it up. Because <laughs> you're like, I dug it out of the trash. <laughs> he and I. Well, I knew he wanted to talk about it. I know, I know, it. yeah. So I'm just being silly goofy. He and I are cracking up in the, in the, um, I almost said laundry room. We weren't in the laundry room. They don't do laundry at the therapist. In the waiting room. I was like, where was I? <laughs> we're cracking up with each other in the waiting room because we're like, oh my God, every time we have therapy, we're actually like in a happy in place. In such a good place. Yeah. And so we get back and I realize, all right, regardless of how good we're in a place, how good of a place we're in right now, we do need to go back and talk about Address the these. thing on the shelf. Sure. Which I said to her, the same thing I said to him, fuck your shelf, I don't like your shelf, take it off, put it in the trash. And I said, the reason being is because 
when things were quote unquote put on the shelf, it was more so like, I'm going to save this for later to use it when it's convenient yes. for me. Against you. Against you. Yeah. And so I said, it was just, it was just triggering for me. I kind of want to find a new word for triggering, but it was just jarring for me to hear the shelf thing and yeah. be like, no, because I don't want that to be how we handle things in our marriage. Yes. But I understand you not wanting to put it on the shelf, me not wanting to put it on the shelf made you feel like I didn't care, care. Yeah. that I didn't want to know how you're, that I, it was invalidating to you. I get that. And so the therapist is like, maybe we find different terminology for you to both understand what it means. Hmm. So she's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we put it in a box for later. And I was like, okay, I like that idea because you know, if it's opening a box, sometimes it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my mind, I was like, okay, so an argument is like a fire and it's roaring flames, hot. Don't touch it. Ow. Yeah. Ooh. Painful. Ooh. Put it in the box and then you put the lid on it. It's going to put the fire out because Dice there's cool. no, there's nothing to keep the flames going. I right? need you to know my ADHD is going, put that box inside of another box. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> What's that from? The Empress New Because she says it on that, I'll mail that box to myself, and when it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. And so I'm sorry that that's well, where my mind went. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna need your mind. My box. I need you to get your mind away from kids' movies. You're okay. Oh, no. So so. Okay. Well, that's originally where my mind went when you said put it in my box. Well. But that's, well <laughs> So I said, because then when we're ready to deal with it, we open it and it's not so painful. It's not so hot. It's not, it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's a great visual. So when you're having an argument, put it in her box. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane and I just look at each other like, <laughs> and we've tried that. <laughs> Shane goes, I definitely think that would make me feel better. <laughs> During therapy. Yes. And she was like, yes, see, and you can put it in his box. And he goes, no. <laughs> no, don't put anything in my box. I don't want anything in my box. <laughs> so now he, he go, when we left, he goes, Jerry, I promise you, if you tell me to put it in your box when we're arguing, <laughs> that I will no longer feel invalidated or like you don't care about my feelings. I, that'll clear things right up. Right. <laughs> That's very funny. So it yeah. does remind. She had me. no idea that that's where we no, went. Of course not. Well, that mm. reminds me of whenever I. She like. Well, I'm so sorry. She wanted to like high five herself because she's like, look at us. We made so much progress. I found a solution. <laughs> You're just like, he he. We're twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I used to have people when I worked at Schmeck's or Schmode House, and they'd be like, "Can you grab my box?" And I'd be like, "Do you, if you really want me to." Are you consenting to me grabbing your box? <laughs> Consensually, I will grab it. <laughs> Or uh, can you put this in my box? Can you put this in my box or something yeah. like that? And I'm like, I shouldn't, but I will. <laughs> I, can't, you. I can. You want me to go that extra mile? Sure. <laughs> Ooh, hey, we aim to that? please. That's good. Good mm -hmm. stuff. I'm glad. So that was it. Yeah. I um, hope it was worth the wait. It was. I'm okay. Glad. <laughs> I'm sorry I derailed you with the Empress New Group. No, that's fine. That's fair. Um, Actually, you of, doing that made me wonder if I took my medication today. I'm like thinking I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> I know I didn't. <laughs> I am for certain. For sure certain. For sure certain. Insertion. <laughs> Into the box. Anyway. Um, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. 
Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Here's Sorry. my expensive Chelan sweater. Yeah, you better sweater. wear that. Even though it's 88 degrees outside. Well, when I was at therapy before I came here, I had a lot to do today. It's I had so couples cool. counseling on Monday. Yeah. I had the dentist this morning, and then I had my personal therapy. Mm. I know. Mm-hmm. Kay is so proud of me, I'll tell you that. Because you've been just getting it done or what? Yeah. She Good. likes, I told her, I said, I'm a little scared because I am doing this thing where I stand up for myself, <gasps> and it. I hold my ground, and I take no shit. And I said, however, <laughs> the voices that used to tell me I was on my high horse and a piece of shit and selfish, they are back with a vengeance, yeah. and I am trying to fight them off with my life. Yeah. And she's like, there's nothing wrong with you advocating for yourself, and there's nothing wrong with you being honest, because honesty isn't like always nice. Yeah. And fun. But it is light. the best policy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so Kay approved me yeah. acting like a fucking twat. So <laughs> a big old cunt, if you will. I wish someone would approve that for Helen me. Helen cunt. Because I <laughs> almost joked. There was a tornado. There was a tornado. <gasps> we lived through a tornado the I other was day, guys. Driving mm-hmm. through it. Imagine me. Afraid of everything. We're also afraid of everything. Well, Sawyer's afraid of nothing. It's scary. Yeah. But Noah and me, we are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like, ah, panicking. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the clouds and I'm like, those look like they are swirly they eyes. Are, like turning. Yep. Doing a, a bit of a dosy do. Um, but we haven't had any kind of even like a watch warning nothing so like certainly yeah it's not and then immediately comes over my phone it's like warning warning mm-hmm. tornado in the area i was that like was fuck on, that was on sunday right yes because here's what was funny to me sunday we had the tornado warning and the sirens were going oh and then fucking and monday. Then monday because it was the first monday of the month they Dude. did the tornado test I and i'm s- like you just did it yesterday yeah <laughs> you couldn't have been like we get it we'll it works. make this count <laughs> i thought about that because i was like not another one yeah. i was coming into the office and i'm like no no not please. again <laughs> we can't go into this basement there's so many biters <laughs> hey i know i was in my you and got then, some big fucking biters on the back of your deck. Oh, big ass biters. <laughs> um, while we're in the car, no, I was like, there's lightning like crazy. And I was like, mm. actually, a car is a pretty safe place to be like when it's lightning because rubber, rubber. glue, whatever, doesn't bounce off of me. <laughs> it sticks to you or whatever. <laughs> however I explain science to him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. So when you're in a storm, you want to be in a car. Well, I'm like, well, not when there's like high winds or a tornado. That's yeah. not a good place to be. And he was like, well, luckily we don't have that. Literally three minutes later, I was like, well, those clouds. <laughs> no, you got to find a ditch because they hop over them, which is why we typically. <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. That. We need the, Hank Green. We need you here oh, for this. Hank. The reason sorry that every we time don't... you bring up Hank, I I realize that I make like a guttural almost moan sound and then I say his name and maybe sorry Hank, I realize <laughs> sorry Hank's that, wife, I realize now that that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, including myself. But that's okay. why we don't have them here in our town because we're in the valley. They normally happen around us. That is fascinating. I know that's uh, normally why like storms pass us too. It's super <gasps> annoying but also convenient. <laughs> pick one depending on whether or not i was working at the park that evening oh my god i used to love summer summer thunderstorms (laughs) when sierra and i used to work at the amusement park in our town we would go and we would like 
call upon the weather. Yeah. Be like, come, please, rain down. Come send for us me, home. daddy. <laughs> send us home, sky daddy. <laughs> but, but not send us to the, the big oh, home yeah. in the sky. Oh, no, Just not that home. <laughs> home to our houses. Yeah. The temporary homes you gave us here. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> our permanent home next, next to you, daddy. <laughs> In your arms, in your arms, or whatever those songs in say. In the arms of the daddy. <laughs> you good at that. I like to do impressions. All right, everybody. I'm a little nervous about this one. If you can't tell by the way that I literally keep trying to not <laughs> fucking get into the episode. Yeah. I talked to I talked to my therapist about it today. I'm like, I'm like I can't so fucking ner- wait. Well, I knew to talk about disruption theory. Okay, so I'm going to let you take a little bit of the lead because mm-hmm. let me tell you what we're going to talk about. Disruption theory. She already told you <laughs> stupid. She, no, I'm just kidding. She told us um, that she believes the statute of limitation is up. Good, I think so too. So what we're going to talk made about up anyway? We're going to talk about our time in LA. Mm-hmm. As so many people want to know why we were in L. La 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 Land, if you will. (laughs) La La for my birthday last year. And we never really talked about it. We talked about the trip, but we didn't talk about why. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to. I'm nervous. I'm not going to say any. We're not going to say any names names because it's not. Honestly, the names are not important. Not relevant to the story at all. It's really just about the experience. Yes. Come along with us. (laughs) Right. So you, you start us off. I think I have a burp. Yeah, get it out. There it is. Okay. <laughs> we were contacted by someone uh, and they said, you are someone who we've heard about as a Patreon success story. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think they call us like a success story is because we are absolutely nobody. No one. <laughs> we are not. I saw someone tag us in this the other day that was like, who are podcasters who are just podcasters? Not like they were reality TV stars or they're celebrities. Like their main job is this. Yeah. And some people were like, I don't know that you can find them. It's us. It's us. Surprise. And, and most of our friends in the industry. Yeah. But um, we are viewed as a quote unquote success story because we came from the bottom. Now we're here. Yes. Truly. So these people were starting a new podcast. And they, it was about uh, making money. Yeah. Okay. That's Just what it was fin- about. A financial one, I guess. Yes. And they were looking for success stories as to like how to grow and basically live out your dream. Yeah. And, and that be your financial, like make your income, your, your passion, your passion, your income. Yes. That's a good way to explain it. So. And these people, they're not just, th- these were like not nobodies in the industry. No, they were bigger names. This is like, there were three people who interviewed us. One person has won like a Peabody Award, which mm-hmm. is a journalism award. They're also responsible for one of the most um, prolific podcasts in the history of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Another one works for a huge organization in the financial department um, and has a podcast on finances. And then another one uh, is a producer for like Netflix, Hulu, all of these different networks. So we're like, holy shit. Yeah. This is big time. Yeah. Let's fly to LA and be on this podcast because I would love to talk about our journey. And at that point, we were still kind of in awe that it was happening and also proud of ourselves. But like, 
Um, we said multiple times, I don't even know what we're going to say because it's not like we have a formula. Mm -hmm. We haven't like, we're not somebody who just thought up this plan, how to get rich or how to get money, like how to make the, how to make this our career business. It kind of happened on accident. So we're like, but I think that's an important thing to say. Right. So So that's what we were planning on doing. We literally had, we didn't know if there were like any certain questions that we needed to have answers to. We didn't know um, if they were expecting us to have any kind of like data. I I asked them, do we need to bring anything? And they said a waffle maker. And, <laughs> and I, was I always like, really like this part. <laughs> I was like, a waffle maker. OK, OK, OK. I'm trying to impress. And they're like, no, we're totally kidding. We actually were gifted one from William Sonoma. It's a beautiful waffle maker. Please don't bring one. So me being who I am, <laughs> I say to myself, I'm going to make you a world's best waffle certificate. <laughs> so oh, I get on Canva and I make a world's best waffle certificate. I print it out and it's not even on good. It wasn't even printed well. There were lines in it. Yeah. So it was it was like <laughs> shittily printed. And then I went to the dollar store got like and I got an award frame. And then I presented this to them when we got there. I was like, congratulations on the world's best waffle. Silence. Oh my God. <laughs> the most uncomfortable, like, uh huh. And we were like, uh huh. Uh oh. <laughs> that didn't land the way we wanted it to. <laughs> Great. By the, here's fast forward after. This is how you know how well the interview went. Afterwards, they were fighting over who was going to take the award. Not because they both wanted it, but because they both didn't. <laughs> and they, they literally, at one point, one of them said, ah, I have enough junk in my house. And we were like, wow. <laughs> You could have thrown it out after we left, but like this, we didn't need to be here for this part of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to hear you guys insulting this, but okay. How fucking stupid it is. I literally said, why don't you put it next to the Peabody Award? <laughs> <laughs> you got all your accolades over here. Put it up. Where it's most awful. Yeah. So anyway. we go there. We're nervous. I go to like the bathroom um, because I'm nervous and I want to wash my hands. And <laughs> LA was kind of like, hey, you know, you don't, you want to wash your hands a yeah. lot of times. Um, and then when I get out, it's like it started. We've already. already started. Literally, people were talking. I was like, ah, what the fuck? Okay, also, they I were guess. shocked to see us because they were like, oh, I thought we were doing this online. What from the several emails that were asking about where to park, when to be there, what the address was, and saying, we'll see you soon, said online. <laughs> like All of that was very much in-person things. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sitting down. Sierra and I have to share a mic. Yeah, that was so weird. So weird. It, and I think it's because they were not prepped for us. No. One of the people was virtual. So we were um, Skyping with this person. And by the way, we did say before we got there, like months before, they, they yeah. sh- we were like, we'll be there in mm-hmm. person. The guy who we were videoing with on the other side, because I think he was in New York. He just kept leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'd be mid-conversation and he'd leave. And of course, these are people who like, in our minds, they know how podcasting works. Yeah, they're the big We're legs. in their world. Yeah. And I was like, I think we're more professional than they are. Yeah. Like, I, I would, would say never definitely, treat a guest this way. No, no. Well, I, and maybe it's just because we care more about that. And maybe well, it's, well. So anyways, the one of the very, very first things that was said to us was. So they said, how did your, can you tell us how your podcast started? And so we give the spiel that we give. We give the normal spiel. And I said, you know, we 
started doing video and we put some clips on TikTok and some videos went viral and the rest is history. And the next words that were out of their mouth was, oh, so you're not a real podcast. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Pa- pardon? And we were and like, the, I look down and Sierra's hands are I'm on sh- vibrate. Yeah. I'm full body shaking at this point because number one, I hate that we're there. (laughs) I don't, but like my anxiety is like run. And number two, I already feel like this was a trap. We just came to be basically told why we shouldn't be doing this or like made fun of almost. It was like very much like we invited you here to make fun of you. We got voted prom queen. Yes. As as a joke. joke. Yes. That's that's what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like. So I look at them because now I've, I'm pissed because I'm shaky. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're shaking, and also like, how fucking dare you? Yeah, and and when I get in a in like a headspace like that, I instead of shut being down. like, well, I shut all the way down. So I was just like, uh huh. Immediately looked down at the ground, like, nope. And I'm, I'm ready to I'm fucking fight because I can tell me I'm not a real podcast, but you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to. We're think- a professional podcast for professional people. <laughs> I'm allowed to talk down on myself, but I have. I had already overcome so many negative messages to just claim the fact that yes i am a business owner yes i am a creative yes i am a podcaster yes i deserve to take up space here and like for you to say that we're not a real thing immediately not only invalidated us and all the work we had done but it invalidated everyone who got us there and that pissed me off yeah so now i'm in big sister mode and i said well um because what they explained was that real podcasts don't have video. Yeah. And I said, well, after a year, we realized that we were alienating a huge group of people, people who are hard of hearing, who are deaf, who are neurodivergent and consume information media and, and media video better yeah. through video. Yeah. And to be more inclusive and to make sure that anyone is able to enjoy and access our content, we decided that was the best route to go. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with us not being real and everything to do with us wanting to be inclusive. Yeah, we're not YouTubers who just decided to talk into a microphone. We had done 70 plus episodes episodes up until we decided like, oh, hey, people are paying attention and listening to us. Maybe we should open this up so more people can... Mm -hmm can have access maybe to it. this is the reason we're not reaching as many people yeah. is because we're limiting ourselves and turns out that was it that was it um so then they said i should have watched our live after i know if you are on patreon patreon.com slash ladies and tangents blah, 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 blah. um if you're on there we did a live <clears throat> it would be for the um Fuckable bunnies and the goose pimps, but we did a live in LA after yeah. that, and we got we really told the story, so it's a little f- fuzzy now, but we'll give you the like highlights of it that are scarred into our brains. Um, <laughs> Truly, <laughs> so they were asking us like what our well, process was, yeah, and right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, so what What was your formula? What goes what, into it? Yes. What, did you like come up with a strategy? And we're like, no, no. <laughs> Our strategy was caring about people. Yeah. And we said, um, we explained that like I was in a really bad place mentally and you had just had like, I think 
no, you were, were you still teaching or you had left teaching? At I that had point? left teaching for photography. So yeah. So at that point we were kind of just like trying to do something to give ourselves a reason to keep going. Yep. And like, we're explaining all of this and um, that like, in our head, it was just about caring for ourselves and each other and other people. And they're just like blank faces. They like, looked at each other at one point and they go, have we ever thought about our audience? I don't think we've ever cared about our audience. And we were like, huh? Yeah. Because they're sitting there asking us, what are your download numbers? What's your projection? What's your retention? What's your this? What's your that? And we're like, what the fuck are those words? What are those words? I don't know. I don't look. I don't You told me I didn't have to be prepared. I brought you the waffle thing. I should have brought some fucking data. I didn't know I needed that stuff. Because that's not the stuff that we pay attention to. No, we never have. We just kind of trust that it's okay because people keep telling us that it's okay. Yeah. But our focus is you all in in the reaction we get from everybody and making sure that we show up for you and that we continue to educate ourselves that we listen to you and that's that's our focus yeah and so wait 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 wait, time out oh yeah let's check and see if we have any sponsors at one point in the beginning they were the ones that brought up disruption theory and it yes it was the so you go ahead and say how they presented it to us i I'm 99% sure it was the person who was in charge of like the financial yeah. um, podcast who we were talking to virtually. But they said, um, well, in the, there's been, you know, a disruption in the industry. There there's is dis- a, there there's is something a, called yeah. disruption theory. And what that means is people are able to pump out content faster at a lower quality with um, inexpensive materials and equipment. And it compromises the integrity of the art of podcasting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which infuriated me because, and this is what I said to them. And this is probably another reason it never aired, but I said, what you're telling me by saying that people are putting out content that is cheap and quick and poor quality, that only the people who can afford expensive equipment, who can set aside months worth of time to Years, devote to sometimes one episode, yeah, that they are the only people who have anything of value to say, and that's not fucking true. Mm-hmm. So. I reject that. I completely disagree with that. And I don't think it's fair to say that someone is compromising the integrity of some kind of an art form because they're doing it differently than you did because it's the only way they can afford to do it. Right. So it's classes as shit. Yeah, it is. It is. That's exactly what it is. And so I have always since that day, that was just a little pre I'm sure we'll get more into it as we go through these things. But and and also I want to say um, this is going to be hard for you and I both to talk about because we both hate we're not trying to like big ourselves up in any ways and be like actually we're the shit. So like if it seems like we're um, hammering down on things a lot or like invalidating certain things about ourselves, it's because it's really hard for us to talk about ourselves in a positive light. But like we should because exactly what you're saying is true. It it shouldn't just be that those are the only podcasts that are worth anything well it's insulting not only to us but to the consumer well that's what we'll talk about so 
That's how it was presented to us. That's how I have always thought about it. And I've always said we should do something on disruption theory because that's interesting. I've never heard of that. And the reason why I had never heard of that was because you can't find disruption theory. Disruption theory is not a theory, at least not in the business world. Not that I could find. Mm -hmm. What is a theory is something called disruption, disruptive innovation. Mm. A bit different, a bit different. And in business theory, this straight from Wikipedia, Disruptive innovation is innovation that creates a new market and value network or enters at the bottom of an existing market and eventually displaces established market leading firms, products and alliances. Oh, no. And the concept was developed by the American academic Clayton Christensen and his collaborators beginning in 1995. And it has been called the most influential business idea of the early 21st century. Oh, interesting that that's not how it was phrased to us. Not at all. It was phrased as like a very that that's something that tears down the um, integrity, integrity and value. Yes. Of whatever it is that it's disrupting. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I dealt with with photography as well, mm -hmm. because there were people who had studios and they had this crazy equipment and off camera flash and they had all of these different backdrops. And then the accessibility of cameras and the quality of affordable cameras improved so rapidly that people were able to start doing it themselves. Yeah. And so these um, studios would say, don't trust your neighbor with a camera. Mm, mm -hmm, so they were mm -hmm. already invalidating, invalidating like, and yeah. devaluing people and, and their ability to create. If you can't afford to buy a studio, then you your content isn't worth consuming. Yes. Or your pictures aren't worth viewing. Yes. That's ridiculous. You don't deserve to have a client base. That's you don't deserve fair. to call yourself a photographer. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Which is why I think it's so difficult for some of us to claim, like, I'm a painter. I'm a writer. I'm a this. It's I'm a I've that. It's imposter syndrome for so fucking long. Yes. And you know where that came from? The fucking patriarchy. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Because they, they want you to invalidate yourself. Yes. That benefits them. Yes. Because then they stay at the top. Mm -hmm. How can they get disrupted if they tell you that you're not worth disrupting? Ooh, baby, I'm gonna disrupt. <laughs> In your butt. <laughs> no? Okay. No. I just needed something that rhymed. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So um, also not all innovations are disruptive, even if they're... Uh, even if they are revolutionary. So, for example, the first automobiles in the late 19th century were not a disruptive innovation because early automobiles were an expensive luxury item mm -hmm. because they couldn't fucking, they didn't have the assembly line and mm -hmm. shit like that. So, of course, it was only certain people yep. that could, uh, 1% that could afford them. Because think about it. The, if we're going to go back to podcasting now. Think about it. These people, which they said to us, we don't think about our audience. Mm -hmm. We think about the company that's backing the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. So whoever is and paying for the podcast, that's who we try to appease And they to. look at you as numbers. Yes. Sorry, but they do. Yeah. They view the consumers as a number on a sheet of paper. And if those numbers are up, yay. And if not, I guess we scrap it. Mm -hmm. They don't care if it benefits anyone or doesn't benefit anyone. Yeah. It just needs to appease to the people with the money. Yes. And if... The people with the money realize, wait a second, mm -hmm. people aren't consuming this the way they used to. They're not interested. They're not, they're not coming back as frequently or staying as long. And they realize people are going to invest in who they believe invest in them. Yeah. That's where I want to put my money. Yeah. And so when 
the smaller creators started getting noticed and started mm-hmm. getting advertisement money from these people. Now, although all of a sudden the, <gasps> they care. the wells dried up yeah. and they're like, wait a minute, your content's shit and yeah. your production value is fucking trash. Oh, well, it's working. <laughs> I don't know. Aww. I don't know. Am I being a bitch? Sorry. <laughs> no, I think we should. Because honestly, this is what I, if I hadn't been so this is a fucking year. caught off guard, this is how I would have reacted. And I'm I'm furious that my fight or flight kicked in mm-hmm. because I was so anxious and nervous and like, again, caught off guard. Um, so I, I, I have fight, flight, freeze and fawn. And I froze and fawned the fuck out of that. And I'm mm-hmm. mad at myself now because I, when I heard you which you gave me a little bit of courage. So I I did a little, but like then when we were talking and explaining it to people and I was getting all upset, I was like, why didn't I say this shit then? And it's, uh, it's they fucking put you they, on your they, heels and they put me in a corner. Yes. And then basically we're just like, boom, bad value. And, and they, because they have credentials, which I'm not invalidating what they do or their credentials in any way, like fucking props. They obviously work their fucking asses off to get where they were. Exactly. But it just made me feel, again, like, oh, I don't have those, so I'm worth nothing. Right. Which is wrong. It I, was I, like I had they, something of value, or you wouldn't be fucking talking to me. It was like they were in a club, and they were, they were pissed that we had found a way in, and yeah. they were going to remind us that they, we were still on the outside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, okay, so, like, the, the early automobiles were a luxury. I'm going to jump back into this mm-hmm. real quick. Um, and so that didn't disrupt the market for horse-drawn vehicles, right? Right. Okay, but then... The market for transportation um, remained intact to make those luxury vehicles until the debut of the Ford Model T in 1908, assembly lines and all the such. And because of that, they were able to be lower priced because they were mass produced. Right. And that was a disruptive innovation because it changed the transportation market, whereas the first 30 years of having automobiles didn't. Right. However... People needed cars. Like, right. that is the thing. You can't just be like, oh, take your horses because you can't afford a car. Right. People need vehicles. The world is changing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you can't keep up. Right. But that's the way it is. Or if you're trying to gatekeep transportation. Yeah. For what? And what? You're trying to gatekeep information? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that we are overly informative. I, that is not what our podcast has ever been. But... Being able to provide people with community yes. and with a safe space and with just some kind of information, like digestible information. Yeah. And, or just just two friends listening and laughing to fill your home with while you're sitting there alone and right. sad that you don't have anybody. Or bored doing your dishes or laundry. Yes. That it has gets, value. You, it does have value. It and absolutely when does. you say things like that don't have value, it makes it easier for the the negative messages in your head to devalue other parts of who you are. Yep. Because if people who you look up to are being devalued, what is there to make you feel like you have value? Exactly. I've said value so many times it doesn't feel it's like a real word a real anymore. Word. Hey, I have to tell you it's not a real word. Oh they just God. called me. You just scared the shit out of me when you leaned in like that. Was, Don't do that. <laughs> I felt like you broke the fourth wall. <laughs> Even though we're in the same place. I've been dead for 20 years. Don't. I'm sorry. Someone did that. (laughs) Someone did send in during our live shows with the Hey Ladies. They were like, hey, 
I just need to tell you that Sierra's been dead. Jerry, you're alone. You need to stop. This <laughs> isn't healthy. That's not very nice. I quite literally asked Kay if she was real today. Oh, my God. I go, Kay, my life is so fucking cool. It's so cool. And she goes, it sounds so cool. It, it really is. does. I'm happy for you. And I was like, I think I might be dead, Kay. Are you real? And she goes, I think I'm real. And I'm like, well, that's not convincing. That's not good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking motorcycle. Why would you start? First of all, someone parked their motorcycle on the sidewalk By right our tree. outside of our tree. And then they just started it up like a scary, scary. Smoking through my microphone at them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back at it. Okay, guess what? You want to hear how professional I am? We took a break and I took my pants off. So. <laughs> so Don't worry, she's got boxers on. I do. They're bright yellow. So I'm like the cloud and the sun right now. It's really beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, my shirts have clouds on them. If you're a listener, is your whole world. <laughs> I am your whole fucking world. World in the sky. It's just really hot in here right now because we can't run the air it because then it's hot. like it's so fucking loud. Yeah, it's really annoying. Disruptive innovations tend to be produced by outsiders and entrepreneurs and startups <laughs> rather than existing <laughs> market leading companies. Oh no. You the, don't say. I guess not. The business environment of market leaders does not allow them to pursue disruptive innovations when they first arise because they are not profitable enough at first and because their development can take scarce resources away from st- sustaining innovations. So basically what this is saying is that small teams are more likely to create disruptive innovations than large teams. Mm-hmm. Ha! Uh-huh. Um, and, and you know why? It's because you don't make shit. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't have resources. No. So all you have is tenacity. Yeah. All you have is the will to keep going. And if you just keep going, yep, that's how you see results. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing you see results. I'm not saying that it's no, like especially a now thing. The, the podcast industry is so oversaturated, and, and that is the truth of it. Yes. But but you can. Yes. And we've we've proved that. Right. So. Um, the guy who created it, Christensen, remember him? Yeah. Pause one second. The reason I say it is possible is because I lost it. (sighs) Fucking A. Oh, 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 I remember. Is because the people who are in it for profit Mm -hmm. get tired of not getting profit. Exactly. Or for putting too much, like uh, once you see so many, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of, it is a lot of work mm-hmm. with not a lot of payout right Initially. away. Yeah. Unless you are somebody who is like right. a Nepo baby in the world of podcasting. Right. And then yay for you, you I guess. But that's you but having good for resources. You, you have resources. Yeah. And right. That's, it's not. Uh, so we're saying no resources, no connections. Yeah. All we have was just the will to continue doing it yep. and why did we do it it wasn't because we we're like one of these days we're gonna strike gold no literally we we never never would have imagined ever right and i think a lot of times the reason that people will end up disrupting something is because they can see the holes in it yes and where the problems are yes and how something is being used uh oh, we'll talk about this in a way to alienate people yeah we'll- and then in comes the outlier who's like, he thinks you're leaving a few behind. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a something called the technology mudslide hypothesis. And basically what that is, is um, the idea that an established firm fails because it doesn't keep up technologically with other firms. Or, or I would say societally as well yes. when it's in terms of things like this. Because 
Gen Z consumes mm-hmm. things in a very different way. And you have right. to, I think a lot of like the older, maybe 10, 20 year ago, really started out podcast networks that were like yep. really big, weren't taking into account that like How your people. biggest mm-hmm. um, people, the consumers Audience. are going to be the people that are not yet there, right? right. So like it's it's, I would say our biggest audience is Gen Z. Um, and they consume things very differently than right. Gen X. It's, it's, uh, or even millennials or, or boomers. Yeah. And so I think that people, you can't count them out. Yes. You can't count them out. You can't count anybody out. You have to understand that every person in every category has value. Yes. And how can I meet the needs of so many different people, which is why we decided, okay, audio is not going to meet the needs of everybody. Yep. Long form content is not going to meet the needs of everybody. Yep. If our goal is to connect with as many people as we possibly can and bring connection to as many people as we possibly can, then we got to be flexible. Yes. We got to be flexible on how we deliver our content, how frequently deliver we deliver our content, yep. how accessible we make it, Yep. and in what form. And in no way is any of that how am I going to make more money? Yes. That way that can't, it doesn't. It can't be your motivator. No. It's not sustainable. No. What is sustainable is caring for people, mm-hmm. which you, people don't think about. No, they don't. And that's, we get that all the time. That's like, your audience is amazing. They'll follow you anywhere. And it's because I think the energy that we give out is th- just thrown back at us. People aren't stupid. No, people are they not can call dumb. your bullshit. If yes. they feel like you don't value them, it's probably because you don't value them. Yes. And they fucking know that. And they're not going to. How many how many of you in the world or, or how many of you on the couch <laughs> are going to go somewhere where you don't fucking feel valued? How many I'll times never go are, back there again. <laughs> I'll tell you that. How many times are you going to continuously try and fit in somewhere where mm-hmm. they are constantly telling you you don't? You don't belong here. You're going to stop fighting for it. Yep. And you're going to put your energy into something that makes you feel good. And especially then if, you, if you've if you searched for that long, you're going to put all your energy into yes. it. Because it's like, thank God, here you are. I thought you didn't exist. Right. Right. And that can only come from you creating something that you yourself needed. Yeah. And, and that not- you can be proud of and you can stand behind. Because when we, are, when we talk about this, no matter what people throw at us, numbers, any kind of any data, finances, whatever, we can stand behind what we've done with this 110%. Mm-hmm. Like there will never be a time where I'm like, I don't know if we should have made that call. Right. Because we make it with uh, our Best entire intentions. morality yeah. and everything goes into it yep. when we make it. It's not just a, what are the numbers? We'll go with that. You know what I right. mean? Like we were told several times, you guys could have charged more for your tickets. Yes. and like. This is what was said. Seven dollars. Seven dollars. People pay an extra seven dollars. And we were like, that's a Subway sandwich. Yeah. That's a meal. Yeah. People are coming from across the world. They're buying plane tickets. They're buying gas. They're buying food on the way. They're buying a hotel room. They're buying stuff while they're here. They're required to purchase at least two things while they're here. If we can save you seven dollars, that to me is meaningful. Yeah. I showed up. Yes. You proved it to them that it was, you know, you showed up. Now, there's going to be times where we're like, like different venues require certain ticket costs or whatever. Like, I I understand. And also there's a balance in valuing ourselves and the such. Yes. But we do want you to know that that's something that we think about. We really do. It is important to us. Yes. And we are, we are straddling the line of valuing ourselves and also valuing you 
all the time. Yes. Because we're not here without you. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I used to like, not roll my eyes, but just be when creators would be like, we did it. I got it. We got a new car. And it's like, no, you got a new yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> you got, but yeah. you wouldn't have that car without your audience. Totally. In our circumstance, that's true. Yes. Our, the homes we have, we yes. wouldn't have, we, but I also wouldn't have pizza without you. You know oh what I mean? God, like, I love a pizza. Small scale, large scale, like yeah. it, it is a symbiotic relationship in that way. Right. And like, out my problem a lot of the times is I don't understand how valuable what we do is to people. Yes. And so when someone else says like, you give me way more than a $20 ticket. Yeah. Like your content brings me more than, than just that. It's, it's the least I can do. And yeah. like, we're like, no, the reason that's so, I want to talk about that is because that that shows me that they feel valued yes and that they're returning it not not out of obligation not because um of guilt or wanting to earn some kind of a place but just out of just like reciprocation and energy exchange yes so i don't know i don't know why i'm continuing to talk i feel like that was pertinent if it's not skip ahead (laughs) act like that was an ad (laughs) no it was good no listen to the ads no yeah listen to those (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> buy our stuff i'm just kidding we don't get like a kickback <laughs> no we don't um but if we do do an ad for something it's because we believe in it so that's true yes. okay this okay so keep up technologically in this hypothesis the technology mudslide hypothesis basically what it says is that firms are like climbers scrambling upward on crumbling footing which means that if they're upward climbing constantly they're just standing still though mm. and if they take any sort of break you're falling. It's like an elliptical. Exactly. Or the stair stepper. Yes. So like you got to, comp- you're not going anywhere. Right. But if you stop moving, you will go down. Right. Um. And so there are some things that are like, they don't know if that model is correct or not, but I do think it proves that like in, in any kind of world that you're in, you have to be like ready to go with the punches kind of yep. like, we can't be married to the idea of only doing things one certain way forever because the world right. is going to evolve constantly right? and um, technologically. So, And I think that that's another, uh, that echoes back to the whole reason I wanted to do this with you in the first place is because I hated being one thing. Yes. I hated feeling stagnant and like I was in Groundhog's Day and it was the same thing over and over and over yes. again. Where with this, we can, we, we can move. I think that's another thing too. We're very fluid in the way that we do this. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can, we can Flexible. adapt. Yes. And I want to. And I should. And I think that <laughs> I it's... I and I won't. <laughs> can't and I can't. I think it's helpful too to do that publicly. Yes. Uh, because it almost sets an example of like... Because it can be scary. Yeah, it can fuck be yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah. And overwhelming. Welcome but, to my world right now where literally everything is changing and in chaos 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I just have to sit there like that dog on the computer where uh-huh. everything's or on the table where everything's on fire and I'm like this is fine <laughs> this is fine but that's truly yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have the first fucking two years of the podcast yes for me to be like oh yeah this is why mm-hmm. this is why I I'm this letting I'm just hot. like the world <laughs> this is why I'm hot I'm hot because I'm fly and you ain't because you're not, not. <laughs> okay all right in the technology mudslide hypothesis, Christensen differentiated disruptive innovation mm-hmm. from sustaining innovation, which mm-hmm. sustaining is that one where you're just continuously going yep. on just to remain stagnant, yes. basically. 
He explained that the latter's goal is to improve existing product performance. On the other hand, he defines a disruptive innovation as a product or service designed for a new set of customers. Mm-hmm. This is a quote. Generally, disruptive innovations were technologically straightforward, consisting of off-the-shelf components put together in a product architecture. There's a lot of fucking big words in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll break it down for you. In a product architecture that was often simpler than prior approaches, they offered less of what customers in established markets wanted, so could rarely be initially employed there. They offered a different package of attributes valued only in emerging markets remote from and unimportant to the mainstream, Mm -hmm. which is basically what we've been saying, Yes, which is these disruptive innovations are like, I know this isn't what the mainstream is consuming. Mm But they're not the only ones that matter. They're not the only ones that, that exist. Yes. And so this is going to shake things up. At the same time, I think that these attributes are important and they belong to people who deserve to have access to them. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's not in, in, in uh, you know. Business world. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but like, I know there are some people in the business world that see someone being left behind and they're like, I'm going to make this product for you because I know what you felt like being left behind yes and that's not fair the world doesn't revolve around people who are just the typical Mm -hmm. average human yep i feel like we're doing something bad even though i'm like all we're doing is really standing up for ourselves and it was Mm -hmm. very very strange and i want to say this that we i felt very confused by the entire thing because the messages like anything that wasn't in person conversation contradicted what we experienced very different yeah was was almost them it's almost seemed like i want to say kissing our ass but like kind of really being like wow you guys are awesome well and here's the thing too. it was great talking to you and i was like like, there were there's been times where i've heard people say like that like they 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 said stuff to get a reaction because it's almost like that mm. emotional response is what's gonna get like the yeah like baby and not even reactions. just like the sound bites you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. that that when people are emotionally engaged then maybe they're gonna say something that has like a little bit more meat to it or something mm-hmm. i don't know but what we left there being it wasn't like, very nice i'll tell you that i literally left walked there and out. said what the fuck just happened it, exactly like that <laughs> like what the fuck what the fuck was that but when we left we got one email from one of the participants uh, that said, thanks again, you both. Such a fun pleasure to learn from you and all the great stuff you do. We really appreciate you coming to visit and share your knowledge with us. Warmly, person. And then one of the other interviewers responded and said, that was so awesome. Thank you so much. A month went by. Interesting. And we, I mean, we had responded to them uh, uh, saying thanks, whatever. And then a month Enough went bitches. by. <laughs> a month went by and we were like, hey, we just wanted to check in to see if there was any details because at that point in time, you guys were like, where can we listen to this? When can we listen because to it? Because you are an audience that fucking shows up. Yes. And we told them that. We were like, whatever this is, we promise you our audience will fucking be there to listen, to support. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just who they are. Because again, the energy you give out, yes. the energy you give back. Yes. And so they responded that they had had a few setbacks. Um but that when they have a launch date and a date for our episode, specifically, they were very eager to tell us. We've kept talking, and this is a quote, we've kept talking about you guys and your show and our interview. You guys are so engaging. 
Interesting. I, d- I forgot about that. Which part of me is like, are we? Like, what about it was engaging? That's what I mean. Was it gaslighty? Almost- it feels, doesn't it? Because I feel like I didn't get that energy during that at no, all. No, but are we being patronized? Like, oh, look how yes. cute these people yeah. are. Like the like the We've underdog. Been talking about you everywhere. First of all, that sentence is Scary. my fucking nightmare. <laughs> don't talk about me ever. I don't like that because I bet. I can't say this, but it didn't seem there was a point, And I will say this was like an, another pivot, pivotal, like turning point where I was like, oh, we're in the bad place. <laughs> like, but they asked us, like, what does financial freedom mean to you? Yes. And I went into this. We kept referencing financial freedom. Yes. And I went into this whole spiel mm-hmm. about being in an abusive relationship and you know, with my son there and feeling like financially tied to my abuser mm-hmm. and Finally, being able to not have to worry about, you know, being separated from him, but also like if something were to happen to Corey to know that I wouldn't have to worry about the lights getting shut off anymore. I wouldn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from. I wouldn't have to blah, blah, blah. And like almost immediately, one of the people was like, yeah, I don't that's not really what I was thinking about. I was thinking more like I can go out to eat and order whatever I want, (laughs) like dismissed it like that. I was just like, oh. (laughs) then why the fuck did you ask me (laughs) like it was so weird that point was the weirdest point for me because i was just like did i not answer that the way you wanted me to i'm so confused well i think part of it too was like if i'm gonna try and give them the benefit of the doubt please do because i'm confused (laughs) in my head i'm like okay they were working for someone somebody was funding that podcast that Mm -hmm. i think never happened Mm. Someone was funding it and they probably had a goal. Mm. And so I'm assuming some of the questions that they were asking or the way they were leading the witness, your honor, I object, (laughs) (laughs) was... That's hearsay. (laughs) Sustained. um, Was almost trying to follow a formula that they were yeah. wanting for the podcast what, you know what they I mean? wanted an answer to be and we which were, we're not good at that no we're not we don't have a formula so <laughs> no we're neurodivergent babe we're gonna just say what comes to my head and my heart yeah so I'm, I'm wondering if they were like leading us in a certain way because i do remember um them asking then so financial freedom what are we talking about are we talking millionaires thousandaires and i'm like what the fuck is a thousandaire <laughs> like at what point like i've i've had a thousand dollars in my in my bank account before am i a thousandaire that at that felt point really good <laughs> or like does it what what does that even mean yeah. how how many thousands qualifies a thousandaire and do you think that that's valuable and then i felt uncomfortable i was like my mom told me to never talk about money with strangers so like, i feel like i can't well, that's actually an american thing yeah, they don't do like, that don't- they don't do that everywhere because actually discussing money is helpful to everyone because then people uh-huh. can ask for equal pay yes um but as we should yes yeah patriarchy <laughs> But yeah, I I was I found that so strange because what what millions and thousands of dollars mean to someone in LA versus what it means to someone very different here very different is different. And yeah. you and I from the beginning, our goal was never to be any kind of heir. No, it was to make sure that our families were taken care of. Yes had their basic needs met. And that's what we said. And had security. I feel like they didn't like that answer. They I don't I don't know. I don't know because I think 
in the business world, there's uh, the, the goal is much is the limit. bigger. Yeah, it's like we want to get to we want to be billionaires, and I was like, couldn't be me. But to me, I'm what's not, don't, what's don't bigger trust me with that much? Money. What's bigger than security for my kids? That's exactly it, and making sure my family tree got hammocks on it. Yeah, <laughs> like Big Sean says. Hell yeah, <laughs> like like the prophet Big Sean says. Yes. My family tree got hammocks on making it. Making sure my family tree got hammocks on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're here. That's what people Eww! ask me. <laughs> what do you want for the podcast? That's all I'm going to answer yeah. from now on. What does that mean? Ask Big Sean. Yeah, Take why it up. you ask him? Take it up with him. <laughs> well, okay. There's two, there's two types of disruptive innovators. Mm-hmm. Disruptive innovation. Mm. And I'm going to tell you what they tried to say we were. And then I'm going to tell you what I believe we are. Hell yeah. Don't tell me who I am. Yeah. So the first one is low-end distribution. Oh! <laughs> okay, right? Say no more. Yeah, I know seems- what I know. Yeah. Low-end distribution occurs when the rate at which products improve exceeds the rate at which customers can adopt the new performance. Therefore, at some point, the performance of the product overshoots the needs of certain customer segments. At this point, a disruptive technology may enter the market and provide a product. So basically what's happening is technology is moving way too fast. So then disruptive innovation comes, a cheaper option, a slower option. Headphones. Yes. Like think headphones where like they came out with AirPods and those are so fucking expensive and they're cordless and you're like, oh my gosh. And, like, and then all of a sudden. My grandparents could not fucking ever understand AirPods ever. And then all of a sudden AirPods are at like five below, but they're not AirPods, but they are AirPods. You know right, what I mean? Right, they're right. a faster, more affordable innovation, but they're something that probably my grandparents could understand. Maybe a little better, at least my mom. Or they wouldn't probably work as well either, but <laughs> they're more accessible. Yes. Um, okay. So at this point, the disruptive technology may enter the market and provide a product that has a lower performance than the incumbent, but that exceeds the requirements of certain segments and thereby it gains a foothold in the market. Mm. In low-end disruption, the disruptor is focused initially on serving the least profitable customer Mm -hmm. who is happy with a good enough product. Mm -hmm. Again, you can understand why I'm putting emphasis on this because I believe this is what they were trying to insinuate and it's fucking... It's rude. It's rude and it's... It's rude, but it's also like, and? Yeah. So? So if it's good enough, Bitch, who good fucking enough. cares? What's your dad used to... Good enough never is. Oh, shit. He's <laughs> like, don't quote my dad here wrong time. No, I think... Good enough always was. <laughs> good enough is. That's what I say. It just is. Yeah. This type of customer is not willing to pay premium for enhancements in product functionality. Once the disruptor has gained a foothold in the customer segment, it seeks to improve its profit margin. To get higher profit margins, the disruptor needs to enter the segment where the customer is willing to pay a little more for higher quality. So basically, it enters it in really cheap. And then it's like, actually, I do need you to pay more for this. And you're like, well, I already like the product. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fucking pay more. We have done this, though. Probably, yeah. But... This is not who we are. And okay. I'll tell you why, because you want to know what the next one is. Okay. See, this in my incumbent mind. incumbent will not do much to retain its share in a not so profitable segment and will move up market and focus on its more attractive customers. So oh. it, starts, it starts then becoming the people that we don't want to become. Got it. After a number of such encounters, the incumbent is squeezed into smaller markets than it was previously serving. Got and then it. finally, the disruptive technology meets the demands of the most profitable segment and drives the established company so out bas- of market. So basically, it's like I found this I found this 
back door yep. this way in. I used these people to get here. Yep. But really, I'm just going to throw these people off at the end. Yes. And you don't mean much to me because I really wanted these people. But I used you to get there. Yes. I use you as a shortcut. That's why I say got absolutely. It, got it, got it, got That's it. not us. And it's offensive that yes. that was something that I believe it was um, if that's what inferred. They meant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If that's what they meant by it. But what I believe we are is the new market disruption. And the new market disruption occurs when a product fits a new or emerging market segment that is not being served by existing incumbents in the industry. Some scholars note that the creation of a new market is a defining feature of disruptive innovation, particularly in the way it tends the way it tends to improve products or services differently in comparison to normal market drivers. Okay, so a different way to provide services, yes. basically. It initially caters to a niche market and proceeds on defining the industry over time once it is able to penetrate the market or induce... Con- <laughs> I know, I knew you were going to like that. Penetrate. <laughs> the market or induce customers to defect from the existing market into the new market it created. Hell so basically yeah. it was like, yes, it did focus on the niche at first because those were the people not being focused mm-hmm. on, but it didn't say fuck you goodbye. It was like, now let's see who else can come into this circle yes. that we've created. Yes. Um, the extrapolation of the theory to all aspects of life has been challenged. Oh, okay. So this is just um, as the method, as has the methodology of relying on selected case studies as the principal form of evidence. So there, there is questions whether the theory has been oversold or misapplied, as if it were able to explain everything in every sphere of life, including not just business but education and public insti- institutions. Okay, so yes. that makes sense. Saying like that, it can this be- could be applied to different things outside of just business. Yeah, but I was confused because I was like, where is this going? But yeah, yeah that makes sense because that's I believe. But what I th- was done. To us. Yes. Because when I looked this up, I was like, yeah, I know that in business, but like, where else is it? And it's like, not really a theory anywhere, but in business. But that's the thing. Terms. They weren't viewing podcasting no. as what we viewed Anything it as. Anything other than a business. business. Yeah. And we disrupted the business. And we were like, we didn't mean to ha- be a business. No. we That just was an accident. They asked us, they were like, what do you do? What's your formula? Have you cracked the code? And we were like, we care about people. <laughs> yes. That was literally what we that's said. That's the secret sauce. They were like, Wow. Love. Let's <laughs> put our secret sauce <laughs> on you. In you. I don't know. You know, whatever. Whatever you Wherever want. you prefer. <laughs> you want to be a Twinkie? <laughs> Do you want to be a toaster strudel? <laughs> Let me spread my love on you. Yeah. Um, and that's what that's kind of, you know. That's disruption theory. That is disruption theory. And that's why you probably won't ever hear that episode. <laughs> so I'm really glad we went. Mm-hmm. It was a great experience. It yes. made me learn a lot. It was almost like I needed something like that to happen because I have been hearing voices like that in my head that we haven't actually heard. We've yep. been getting so many like, you're amazing. You're awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. But where's the person to tell us that we're not? <laughs> so when that happened, in LA. <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, cool. All right. So I'm not crazy. I knew that this existed. Mm -hmm. Um, You still did it in a way that was like nice and almost made me feel like you were trying to be friendly with me, even though I was like, I'm. That's why we just left confused. We just left confused. I I feel like I trust my intuition very well and I'm big on picking up on things. And so I was like, the words you're telling me over (laughs) messages are not relating to how I felt in that. That interaction feel good. And so. Well, and we said over and over again that 
California, LA, we were very confused by the majority of people oh and in our interactions there. So but it's a different world. It was a that's huge, for, that's a huge, <laughs> that's a, it was a huge learning opportunity. And I think yeah. if anything, it just validated that we do know who we are yeah. and who we want to be. And I'm yeah. okay with being disruptive. I'm okay with being disrespectful because yep. in the way that you're saying those, you're trying to make it a negative thing. And I reject that. I oh view God, it as a positive a thing. We need a third D word. So instead of like live, laugh, love, it's disrupt, disrespect, and dick me down, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Disrupt Just- me, disrespect <laughs> me, dick me down. <laughs> No, we gotta think of a different D word. Oh, okay. Help I guess. us come up with the third D word. Yeah, I'll make that, merch. that you think um, describes us. Not dirty. Don't say it. I know you're thinking. <laughs> Don't say it. Disrespect. Disrespectful. Disruptive. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Love someone tonight. Do you guys know Delilah? Um, dirty. Yeah, I know. I went we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thinking about that, we gotta now go I'm slobbering down myself because <laughs> we gotta go. I look love at- dirty Xtina. We gotta go look at a thesaurus. Yeah. Hey, what's a bunch of D words? Hey, keep disrupting, everyone. Please. We love you so much. We will see you next week, and or hopefully we'll see you tonight. Moment.co slash ladies and tangents. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Be there. Or don't be there, but we'll be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding. But please come because it's yeah. our birthday parties and we kind of got ignored on our birthdays this year just because so many other things and were going on. And every other year. And it's going to be really fun and we want all our friends to show yeah. up. I don't want to like bully you into it, but also I do yeah. kind of so. Yeah. Be there for us. Come be there for us. Oh my me. God. Do you know the be, be there or be square? Do you know why they say that? No. Because you're not around. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Did I just hear that on a YouTube video today and had like an existential crisis? Yeah. That's good. So now I'm sharing it with you. I really love All right. That. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye.